Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. And once again, we said, no, nah, let's break up this conversation. Well, let's continue this conversation. Yeah. Yes, because we have we have figured out a theme for this show. It is episode 21 of the Hannibal Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And uh, 21, most places being the age of adulthood, we are legal now. Yep, in the United States. In, in the, the United States, that yeah. is that is a, the legal, uh, you know, adult beverage age. It's mm. the legal. Yeah. Other yes. Smoke smoking in some places, depending on what state that you're in, yeah. that kind of thing. Some place eighteen, some place twenty one. Now, for our listeners that are that are in France, apparently. Um, yeah, they, 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 they've been legal for a merci, long time. but <laughs> also, um, Sacre bleu. Yeah. What? <laughs> you got to wait till 21 heaven's sake. Ah, but there's and number, you know, first thing, thank you for, for joining us. Um, there are, we would like to take some credit, uh, for the fact that, uh, here recently, as this is recorded, uh, someone who has been the only person who has been a guest on this show twice. Uh, her and her husband were the recipients of a very nice award, thanks to um, the the folks uh, here in Hannibal, the uh, marketing people for the city, uh, and they came they came through, and the the state said, "Yeah, that's a good nomination. We'll take that." Yes, our steampunk festival won um, a Missouri Governor's Conference award. Um, it was the Pathfinder Award, so it was um, an award for finding new. Um, markets, niche markets that hadn't um, in the past been um, marketed to, or maybe there wasn't uh, an event or a specific tour or uh, an attraction that caught their interest. And so Hannibal's Steampunk Festival, um, as as this recording, won this week. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're very proud of that. And so we decided to kind of continue in the, you know, last last, uh, episode, we were talking about some of the... you know, awesome, amazing people mm-hmm. that have come from Hannibal that you probably didn't know about. Probably not, like, but, but um, like you do Ray now. Burnham. Yes, mm-hmm. first woman in the United States to cast her vote. Yes, and George, of course, George Pogue, the first, uh, the first African American to win an Olympic medal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, both because <laughs> we thought, well, we've talked about the people, maybe we should talk about the kind of places slash things mm-hmm. and because we're 21 aka adults now mm-hmm. we can talk about <laughs> some things with maybe a little bit of adult history mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. yes so shall we start with Let- that adult Let's let's, let's let's do that. Yeah, we, you know the kids call that adulting nowadays. Adulting. Oh, yes. Well, of course the kids have a word for that. Exactly. Yes. Indeed. This is not adulting like you think it would like like, like in, no. in the in the modern lexicon. Let's mm. let's throw it back to what early 
early, turn of the century, early 1900s. Early, early, yes, early 1900s. Yeah, because I mean, adulting to me, there are many times when adulting is kind of overrated. Anyhow, I mean, I, it's like paying taxes, mm, you know, car yeah. insurance. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the Facebook pay, uh, post many times. You know, I don't want to be an adult today. If anybody wants me, I'll be in my blanket fort coloring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. don't even don't even bother me. But uh, but yeah, this this is um, this is about adults doing what? Well, this. I believe it is referred to in some uh, some circles as the world's oldest profession. True, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. It is also a. Um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say a natural outcome, but it is an all too common outcome of. Mm-hmm. You have many many river boats delivering goods and services right along the river right next to it trains delivering goods and services in a time when all said workers were male that tends to encourage or at least have a population that would then um possibly need uh <laughs> utilize the world's oldest mm-hmm. <laughs> occupation yeah you have How's you, that you have guys coming through here and who are away from home and have time on their hands and just when guys have time on their hands and there needs to be activities for them we are we're good we we're, 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 we're doing is, we're doing really good at going around the, the thing we're we're 21 episodes in now harold we can say we are talking about a cat house yes we are yes the uh the the most well not the most recent name for this for the building that we're going to be talking about in the 80s later on much after this all of this took place they called it the bordello bed and breakfast and that's that's what it was. It was a bordello, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A house of ill repute. Uh-huh. Yeah. A, big big red light. A big red light, a cat house. Mhm. Yeah. A, yeah, they had they had a uh, a show about the best one in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. It's, you know, we are on a podcast. You, you we, we we can we can say We can say the word. We can say it was okay. You want me to say it? I okay. Do. It was <laughs> you just, because you, I've never heard you say you, it. You've before. never heard me say the word. Yeah. I was gonna do something. I was gonna do my my smart aleck thing was because the first time I saw that you wanted to cover this, I, w- I was going to re- I was you had handwritten it and I was my smart aleck thing was gonna say, I can't read your handwriting. Did you say warehouse? <laughs> 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 was that what it was? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. It was a Okay, all right. Here we go. You know, you know, you know lock up your kids. Yeah, this this was a whorehouse. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, it was right down by the river, mm-hmm. right down by the train tracks, mm-hmm. right in the heart of downtown Hannibal. Yeah. Now, right now, most recently, there was it was uh, a, a very successful for many years, a very successful uh, restaurant. Uh, they had had bed and breakfast there, most recently known as Lula Bell's. Mm-hmm. Who was the fictional lady of the evening? I mean, the yes. the the, the the proprietist, her when when it was its original intent was never named Lulabelle, but they you know kind of created a persona of of um, a, of a lady of the evening. Yes, and the when we first uh, when we first were started doing commercials for them, and we were locally producing commercials for them, and the 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 lady that was here at the time, she was she was fairly young, and um, the commercial copy that came to her to to produce. 
uh, talked about a uh, doing it in a in a Mae West accent, uh, and she was young enough to where she didn't know who Mae West, May was. West was. Now she now once I once I explained it to her and I I I, I demonstrated for her what a Mae West uh, voice was. Uh, then she because she'd heard the voice before, but she hadn't put the name with the voice. You know, I mean, it was you know, hey, big boy, mm-hmm. yeah, come up and see me sometime. You know, that mm-hmm. once she heard that. She knew, you know, of course, Mae West's best line. I mean, she was, for those who don't know, she was a, a movie star back in the early days of movies, back in the 30s. She was one of the reasons that we have ratings now. Uh, ah, okay. Her movies <laughs> are are some of the reasons that we now have a rating system. Mm-hmm, the G and the PG. Thank and you, the, Mae West. The R and the X. As a matter of fact, they named the, they had the big, during World War II, they had the big blow up uh, life uh, life jackets uh, and that were big in the front, and so they called them May Wests. Yeah. Other piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad served during during Vietnam. He he, thank you. He wasn't stationed in Vietnam. So oh, here yes. I am. You but, bet. Um, the uh, if if a parachute, um, occasionally when you jumped out and, and a parachute, if if the rope got caught in the middle of the pair of the parachute. Mm-hmm. There would be two large. I mean, you, you got down to the ground safely, mm. but that was also called a Mae West. Ah, okay. Hence the yes. Yeah. I think everyone has the visual. So. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite Mae West line always was there was something. Uh, she walked in uh, to her uh, apartment or something, and there was a, a lady that was you know uh, tending to her, and uh, the lady said something, and she was wearing like a like a fur coat. And she said, uh, "My goodness, that's a that's a lovely my my goodness, that's a, a lovely fur coat you had." And she said, "Goodness had nothing to do with it." Yeah, that was. <laughs> I I love Mae West. Oh, I yeah. love her movies. I've seen so many of them. <laughs> but we're getting off topic. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing us May, back. Mae West was not at Lula Bell's. Bring, no, it was never there. No. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. the time period mm-hmm. <laughs> coincided. Yes, it did. Yeah, one eleven Bird Street. If you know where that is, like you say, perfect location. For guys to come through off the river and... Off the river, off the railroad, uh, mm-hmm. you had a, a constant influx of clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that the thing, to me, that, that surprised me the most was when Lulabelle's... <laughs> um, well, it wasn't, like I said, it was not called Lulabelle's. We all think of it in Hannibal as Lulabelle's because that's what the restaurant and B&B was named. But yeah. the establishment for which it was originally created that establishment and that practice was finally shut down the 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 ire of the city finally (laughs) shut it down in the would you like to say it in the 1950s the 1950s yes and the the i have in front of me here uh an account from our friend mary lou montgomery uh from the hannibal courier post about this and the the, the um, accounts that she has in here uh, has uh, a court date. Uh, the the lady apparently that was running this place was the madam of this bordello uh, referred to as Sarah's place. Uh, this was about the end of the First World War. Um, so this is the account that that she lists here. We're talking uh, 1919, 1920, right in there. And and that's you know, Lord knows how long beforehand. It was taking place. So even another, th- and this was the late fifties that this that they finally shut this place down. So we're talking just 
the article that I have in front of me, the account, we're talking almost, you know, over, well over 30 years that this went on. Yes. <laughs> and it is, and this is not Nevada. So <laughs> yeah, this isn't, this wasn't the wild west in the 1950s <laughs> for Pete's sake. Yeah. This is Ozzie and Harriet time. Yeah. This is leave it to beaver time. This is, yeah. I had a, a, a great friend of, of, of our family. He, he was um, a well-respected doctor. He, he came from Hannibal and, um, of course, served in the military just because of his age. Apparently, when he was young, he worked for one of the, um, it wasn't Concord Cleaners, but he worked for one of the cleaning companies, and, you know, as, as a boy. And he was always instructed because he delivered fresh laundered things to that address he was instructed to knock on the door leave the basket outside and leave ah. never go in now he was at the time he was even too young to know what it was but yeah, I'm like, sure. exactly. <laughs> parenting was different back it, then oh was it ever oh yeah <laughs> wow mm. parenting was different yeah. so um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think that is a fascinating piece of history, not only because, I mean, every, of course, river towns all up and down, you know, yeah, ev- everybody has a claim to fame, but how many can say, we knew that this was here, it was closed down for its, for its original intent in the 1950s, and the building still stands. It's still there. It's yes. still there. It was the Bordello bread and bed and breakfast, and then it was Lula Bell's, it, it only shut down here in the last... Oh, yeah, something like that. Yes, yes, something along that order. Yeah. And it's currently being, um, you know, uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on on the inside. I know there's some work on the outside. It's Mm. it's going to become something else. It's going to be something else. Um, So so the building lives on and um, it's just it's just a fun, fun, it's not quite the right term, Mm. a an infamous part of Hannibal's history. Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. Going from infamous <laughs> to mysterious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of bed and breakfasts in Hannibal, but one of them, at least one of them that has been duly noted as such, mm-hmm. is haunted. Not only by us, it was actually featured mm-hmm. on um, the morning show on, um, I believe it was NBC, the morning show several years ago, as one of the top 10 places in America to sleep with a ghost. Mm-hmm. And once again, talk about niche markets. That Some people are all about that. Mm-hmm. Not me. Um, but the Garden House Bed and Breakfast on 5th Street was named one of the top 10 places to sleep with a ghost. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. We'll let the, we'll let the shiver go, go through you at this point. Uh, and the fact that people, like you say, people would, would seek that out. And that's, a, that's a selling point to go sleep with a ghost. Not a ghost clown. <laughs> Which is the episode yeah, prior? What, yeah, whatever episode that was. Where I yeah. vent my spleen on Val Kilmer. I think uh, that's the same one. Yeah, that yeah, that was the same one where we yeah uh, the ghost clowns came and checked for the Adam's apple and then you reamed Val Kilmer a brand new one, which I'm sure he never got over. 
but he's obviously still heartbroken about it. No, obviously. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you had a chance. No, never mind. I, I, I sent Megan an email because uh, a link to a site where he was going someplace where he was going to be. And, uh, and the tickets were already, what, like 50% off because nobody wants to see somebody that's never been to Mark Twain's hometown portray Mark Twain. Yeah. and, and There you go. And, I said it. We're 21 episodes in. I can I can say it. Absolutely. Throw yeah, shade like an adult. We haven't been served any papers yet to cease and desist. <laughs> so, hey, you know, he, he obviously doesn't care, which we knew already that he didn't care. You know, as soon as I saw the, the advertisement for the show and said, written by Val Kilmer, I'm going, nope. It ain't happening because any Mark Twain show is needs to be written by Mark Twain. Yes. But anyhow, but yeah, refer back to episode, whatever that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, I have, I have talked to people who they came to Hannibal <laughs> specifically to stay at garden house because they yeah. want I mean, you know, you have those shows and I don't even, some of them, my husband and I haven't had cable in a very long time, but you know, you remember you used to have like, like, taps and and you have like ghost hunters and you have oh you have you know, all, all kinds of stuff sure where they where they look for paranormal activity and oh yeah all of these almost every town with a population of over ten thousand, like they have some kind of uh you know organization their membership you know that they do that they go to different places and they and so they have people that go there specifically to test for paranormal activity. Oh yeah, they, with all of the, the the things. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's something. I mean, everybody saw Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know, they you know, only that's a little bit different because they're <laughs> looking to go out and, and zap the ghosts and get them into the little thing that they, you know. Well, but these people are just looking for signs of ener energy, signs of. Yeah. what have you but yeah and and you talk you know you talk about the the bed and breakfast where you can sleep with a ghost i mean we have we have ghost tours uh in hannibal we talked about uh, our friend lisa marks uh they have they have haunted hannibal ghost tours uh -huh. that uh, as as we sit here and we record this at the end of september we are uh getting into the halloween season uh, the Hannibal JCs are getting to getting ready to crank up their their haunted house. And I know, and the ghost tours changed. They have been going on for ten years now, and oh so my. they change. Of course, you know, if you went three or four years ago, you'll get a different tour that now, mm -hmm. depending on more research they've done. But I mean, uh, the the ones that I have been on, they have always stopped at at Garden House to talk about mm -hmm. Garden House, um, just simply because it got such kind of that you know acclaim to fame and the amount of sightings and uh, the orbs and stories from people that have stayed in this it's it's one particular room ah it's one particular room okay and so and it also includes a ghost cat a ghost cat a ghost cat not just a ghost cat but there's also yes there's a ghost cat mm -hmm. as well Used all nine of their lives. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Number 10 was not so lucky. Not so, so much. That's right. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we have some, like I said, really interesting, not only people, but really interesting places in Hannibal. Um, and last but not least, I found this and huge. Um, Hannibal own, owes a great debt of gratitude to the, um, the Haygoods. So, um, yes. Hurley, J. No, Hurley. No, 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 not the family that, that plays the fiddle in Branson. No, 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 no. not those Haygoods. H-A-G-O-O-D. Yeah, no Y in, no, in these no Haygoods. There no. is no Y. They found out why. <laughs> yes, they did. That's, that, was, that was their, their reason. But, yes. but many, many moons ago, we're talking typewriters pre-internet. They 
became one with the Missouri Room at the Hannibal Public Library. They went through files. They went through microfilm. I mean, they researched old school. Mm -hmm. And they have some of Hannibal's just greatest treasures. They, they, they kept, they wrote a couple of books. Um, so this is actually from one of their books called Hannibal Yesterdays. And it was Jay Hurley Haygood and Roberta um, Haygood, husband and wife. And they just, um, it, it can be a little bit of anything, you know, they, they would find a interesting story and they would follow it to the end. And me being the great history nerd, I mean, they have their, um, you know, they have their footnotes, they have citations. So, you know, it's not just legend has it. I mean, they've, they've got their, they have, they've got their stuff down. They've, they've done the legwork for this. Yeah. But and, yeah, I was, I was thinking anybody who is into history at all in Hannibal, like you, uh, owes a, um, an undying debt of gratitude to the Haygoods. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I did not know until I was thinking, huh, I wonder what else I don't know about Hannibal history. Mm. I know I know where I can go to look. Hannibal's first, Hannibal had Missouri's first telephone line. Not St. Louis, yeah. not, not Kansas City, not some other metropolitan area that you would think of. It was Hannibal, Missouri. Missouri's and first telephone mm -hmm. line, telephone line. Yes. Huh. Um, a gentleman by the name of Charles, um, uh, he was engrossed in reading the newspaper about the World's Fair in 1876, so the, the Centennial Exposition. Um, and the thing, and it was, it was in Philadelphia. He didn't go to it, but he was, he was really interested in, because uh, uh, he saw an article about the invention of Alexander Graham Bell's that was being displayed. And there was a diagram of a telephone and an explanation of how it worked. And he just thought that was fascinating. Well, Charles and his friend, Professor, I'm probably going to butcher this. To me, it would be Marchand, but they probably pronounced it Marchand. I, who knows? Mm, who knows? Um, they set up a small laboratory in Charles's barn and a cow stable. And um, they made a telephone. They were successful. And I mean, they read this. They saw the diagram. Yeah. Look, looked at a looked at a YouTube video, and Ex and, and off they went. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and so um, somebody then notified him that hey, he was infringing on patent rights on Alexander Graham Bell. Well, yeah. And so he contacted the Bell Company and was advised that the territory at Hannibal was available for telephone service. And so if he would use Bell equipment, he could ex establish a telephone exchange. Huh. And so um, he, he, did, he did so. Um, you know, so in 1879, he came home to Hannibal um, and he got some investors, um, uh, including um, John Garth, which, um, you know, Garth Mansion, Garth, Garth Mansion. Yep. you know, um, and uh, so, so yeah, he, uh, he drew diagrams and charts explaining the principles of how the telephone worked and each of the five men agreed to invest $500, which I mean, we're talking 1879. That's a chunk of change. That's a lot of money. Yes. So he installed a telephone in his father's store, which was at 103 North Main and connected it to his father's home at 323 North Main. Hmm. Um, and so then that showed, that was, um, how you know, it showed people how, how it worked. So mm -hmm. if they were interested in it, it showed it how it worked. And, um, and then he, he put it in a grocery store. Um, it was, the name was given the Hannibal telephone company. Um, John Garth was elected president. Um, the franchise was secured and a switchboard 
was sent to Hannibal and and installed. And um, I, I think it, I, the thing that really kind of made me laugh was that the switchboard had a 50-line, it was a 50-line battery board. And a subscriber could call through the central office. You know, at first they didn't have any telephone poles. Like the wires were simply strung from rooftop to rooftop. Ah. And then they, later they used 25-foot ore stems, so for like from lumber rafts, ah. and fastened them on top of the building roofs. <laughs> and so he... Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's how that happened. Um, and of course... J.J. Crookshank, a.k.a. Rockcliffe Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a wealthy lumberman, and um, that was kind of the, 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 the icing on the cake when he got him to get the telephone. Um, and, uh, and so the other, to me, the funniest thing, not only was it Hannibal's, or was it Missouri's first um, t- board exchange, they found that People could call, you know, 24 hours a day. And um, if people called from saloons and were talking to a man on the switchboard, they could easily get um, irate with them. Mm. And um, actually, at one point, um, a man lost his temper with the switchboard operator, went from the saloon to the switchboard location, <laughs> and they got in a fight. Oh. They, got, they got in a fist fight. Oh. And so then as a result, the telephone officials decided to hire women operators as, as not even a drunk man would swear at a woman. <laughs> and so that was so having women operators for telephone exchanges became the custom and and you know when you think of this little switchboard operators don't you always think of women well, of course yeah yeah i mean i i've Everybody knows Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. You're doing num, a little... num, number please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the Andy Griffith show, they always talk to Sarah uh, at the at the switchboard. Yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. I was always women. Yeah, yeah. and that's why. Huh. Apparently, yeah. it was so that the, the people that were calling late at night at a saloon wouldn't go to the switchboard office and start a fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which which almost brings us full circle. Which yeah. almost brings us full circle. Yeah, to back around. Uh, you know, if they were well, yeah. That's another thing that guys with time on their hands will do. They'll they'll drink and 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 what, apparently what, not start fistfights with women uh, telephone operators, which uh, we appreciate. That's it, yes, yes. Or I'm sure the the, the women switchboard operators did appreciate. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Although there are, well, anyhow, yeah, there there are women I wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't dream of, you know, because they they have ways. Uh, that, you but know. I thought that was fascinating that oh, yeah. of all the places in Missouri, the first place to get a telephone switchboard was Hannibal. Well, all of the, I mean, the lists of, I mean, we've talked about, you know, first, first people to do this and to do that. And to, the first, uh, you know, and people, you know, here we are in this little old river town. We've said it time and again of something less than 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's something about this town. And 103 North Main, I'm because I was trying to picture it in my head, like the, the museum gallery, the Twain Museum Gallery is at 120 North Main. Hmm. So, I mean, right along in that it's area. Right there. First, first switchboard. Yeah, and so. to, as you said, three, the 300 blocks. So, you know, two, two blocks for the, for mm-hmm. the original, um, original setup. Just amazing. Yeah. Things you didn't know that you <laughs> always wanted to know about Hannibal. Exactly. That's, we're here to serve. Even really. though you didn't know that you wanted, you always wanted to know this, you do now. You do now. <laughs> exactly. And you are entirely welcome. Yes. And 
that's what else, what else is there to say? Well, I was going to say, um, again, um, we would just want to thank everybody for listening. Please, um, leave us, you know, a kind review on the podcast purveyor of your choice. If you enjoy our episodes or if there's something that you think, um, in particular on an episode, like, Oh, my friend would really like this. They're interested in this. You know, you have those buttons on your phone, just forward it over like, Hey, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll think this is really funny or you'll enjoy this part. You'll enjoy that. You know, you're really interested in Molly Brown. you are interested in women voting, you know, whatever it might be, um, you know, share, share the love because, because we're, we're doing this for, for you and for fun. I mean, we're having a lot of fun. Again, we hope that you have half as much fun listening to us as we do making this podcast. You bet. And we are actually getting some followers and comments and that kind of thing too. So the reverse, the reverse psychology is is finally working. We do. I know. We, we so appreciate your your comments. And again, any ideas for like what you would like to hear about, um, be it people uh, from 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 now, like who, who you would like to hear from. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we've done a lot of Hannibal history, mainly because I'm a huge history nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're open to, we're always open to ideas and suggestions. We want to make this as enjoyable to everyone as possible. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us for 21 episodes. Yes. So the barely legal episode where you got to hear the, 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 the old, the old disc jockey say that word. So if, <laughs> I, if, if, I, I, if I had a bucket list, I think that would have been on it. <laughs> I really do. I really think that would have been on, on my bucket list. Uh, I think I've told you the story about me cussing on stage when my mom was in the audience. Uh, <laughs> but it was for a play. It's, it was, it's it not was, like you just no, went off on, no, that's you didn't true. all diva out on the producer or anything. No, I didn't, didn't do just... that. No. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah. But uh, anyhow, uh, we're done. Uh, nothing, nothing else we can say. I'm Harold Smith. And <laughs> I'm Megan Rapp. And we, Thank you for joining us for episode 21 of the Rivertown Review podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.